0: standing today uh today from one o'clock until two o'clock there will be a visitation for my grandfather at uh boardman and uh boardman on south grand that's from one till two just a just an hour and so tonight we will not have a we will not have a p.m. service given the, the events of the day and just everything um to rest a man that gave 21 years of his life to this city and I'm thankful today for heritage and legacy and an example praise God there are few things more valuable than an example it's one thing to tell somebody to do it but when you're in math class, you're going to have the list of problems in front of you, and then they're going to show you an example. And oftentimes, doesn't make sense until you see the example.
1: And I'm thankful
0: for a grandfather who had one priority, one priority, and that was to make heaven his home. One priority that outweighed every other thing in life. that is my priority today. That's what God wants the priority of his his people to be. Praise God. I love the Lord this morning. I'm thankful today. I'm going to go to to the book of Luke, chapter number two. I'm going to keep this close just in case. We're trying to work out some kinks, so. Luke chapter number two, and I'm going to begin reading verse number one, and then I will turn to Matthew chapter two and uh, read in Matthew chapter two. I want to say quickly, I'm I so glad I was gone for a couple of weeks, but uh, the small group that I'm teaching while I was gone is growing, and uh, I'm so glad for all those who are involved in small groups, we're seeing guests and visitors come to our small groups and are and are being ministered to and blessed and we're so glad for everybody that's a part of those uh we don't have to ask god to bless it because it's what happened in the book of acts and so god's going to bless it we've just got to do it and uh so those of you that are involved in small group uh, bible studies throughout the week remain faithful to those and uh invite somebody somebody's going to say yes somebody's hungry somebody's going to want to hear what uh what the lord would speak to them and and say to them in a small group bible study and um We're excited for all those who are involved in that. Praise God. Luke chapter 2, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea. because there was no room for them in the inn. Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 7. Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 7 and verse number 8. It says, Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go. Go. And search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. I just want to preach this morning more from a subject than from a title. I just want to talk about God's positioning. God's positioning. And I believe God has positioned each and every one of us on purpose. I don't believe there's accidents with God. I don't believe there's anybody here in this house today on accident. Did you know that God took role before today even ever happened? He knew who was going to be here before I did. That's why, I, that's why I can't prepare a message and think, oh, so-and-so needs this. I got to let God take role. And who, uh, There's been times I've preached and I thought the Lord was speaking to a particular person. And lo and behold, somebody come walking down the aisle and get the Holy Ghost. And I hadn't even hardly seen them in the congregation until they, they got out in the aisle or, or, or noticed them like I did. And lo and behold, I thought I was talking to somebody, but God was talking to somebody else. I believe you're here on purpose. And I believe God's church has a purpose. Would you lift your hands one more time to the Lord this morning and just love him together. Lord, Lord, we don't want to miss your purpose. We want you to plug us into your eternal purpose, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to be positioned where you want us to be. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. In the name of Jesus, we thank you today. Would you clap your hands one more time to the Lord and give him praise today. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. It's good to see Dr. Charlie. God bless him. It's been a minute. Good to have you this morning. Luke chapter 2 tells us, and we often, this is is what we read during the, the month of December as we're celebrating Christmas, but... I say we do that out of routine, but here is an interesting scenario that unfolds in that in order for prophecy to be fulfilled the way it needed to be, God had to get Mary and Joseph in the right place for him to complete what he wanted to complete in their life, or for, for the will of God to be done, for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. So the Bible tells us that there was a taxing that happened in the land, and I'm sure that when the decree went out, there was probably, given the fact that Mary was great with child, not too far from giving birth, that there was a, a, a bit of frustration, I'm sure, knowing that they were going to have to make a long journey to get to... Bethlehem. So Joseph did all the things he needed to do, to do to secure all the supplies necessary to get he and his espoused wife, Mary, back to the city of Bethlehem for this taxing. They had to return to the city of their birth. So Mary and Joseph, they, they, they endure the journey And they make it to Bethlehem. But understanding all of the moving pieces and the moving parts that had to take place in order for two people to be in the right location is sometimes more than we really understand or really can really grasp. In that, God caused the leaders of that region to send out a decree for a taxation because there had to be two specific people in the right place at the right time. It would have been easier if Mary had to make that journey when she... Was not expecting a child, or when she was early on in that pregnancy, but she is at the later part of, of, of carrying Jesus in her womb. And she's got to make this journey along with Joseph all the way back to Bethlehem. And they've got to be there at a certain time. And so there's a deadline to meet, and they've got to make it in time. And and they're they're going, they're dealing with the complications. of of the fact that she cannot move as fast as somebody else can move because she's about ready to give birth to a child. But God caused the leadership of that region to send out a decree, to send out a, 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 a decree of taxation because God had to get two people in the right place at the right time. They might have thought that this was just that this was just happenstance, or it was just it was just a, a nuisance, or it was one more thing that they had to deal with uh, in the over the course of of of, of her being. Uh, Pregnant with Jesus and and dealing with all of the social issues that came along with a young girl expecting a child while telling them, I am expecting a child of the Holy Ghost. Everybody uh, received that just like somebody today would receive that. So she was she was uh, uh, rejected. I'm sure by by her society, or uh, at best, they looked down on her, and, uh, and and so there's all of the complications of life of doing the will of God. My grandpa said it years ago. Very simple statement. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not God's will just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not the will of God of all people that God could have, should have made it easier on should not it it have been the mother of Jesus Christ should not it have, of all people shouldn't he have made the road and the path that he had asked her to travel, should not he have made it for her any easier than anybody else but of anybody that had to endure hardship, it was Mary that had to endure hardship. In that, in that the over, and that the Holy Ghost had overshadowed her, and the Holy Ghost had had found favor in her, and she conceives by the Spirit of God, and is going to bear the Son of God. But yet the road that she was traveling was difficult. The road that was before her was was difficult beyond what she wanted to endure. But yet the the, the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost and the favor of God that was upon her caused her to walk a road that few people would be able to walk. We often try to avoid the hardship and say, God, why am I having to deal with this? Why am I having to walk this difficulty? Why am I having to go through this difficult time? May it also be that God has looked upon you with favor and say that that person has what it takes to do my will, even though life is unfair. Hallelujah. But there was purpose, there was a positioning. That, that, that God was, make, was making happen in the life, uh, in the life of Mary in, in order for Jesus to be at the proper place, to be in the city of Bethlehem where it was prophesied that he would be born. But God had to get two people to the right place. So he caused the entire region, the entire region, to be an upheaval for there to be a decree that causes everybody to have to move to the city of their birth while there was only two people that God had in mind when he was moving them he said I've got to get them to Bethlehem do you know that God will allow circumstances in life that you think are just inconveniences he will allow circumstances in life to happen because he's trying to get you somewhere specific. He's trying to get you even to a specific geographical location. God operates in, 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 in getting people to geographical locations. To a specific place. Because he has a, a specific purpose for them at that specific place. God told Jacob... Go back to Bethel. He'd been there one time. Go back to Bethel and sacrifice to me there. And it was at Bethel that he goes back to that place. And after his encounter with God, he renames it El Bethel or the God of the house of God. He, 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 the first time he was at Bethel, it was, it was this is the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. But the second time he goes back to that geographical location, he, he begins to understand God differently than he did before. He just knew it was a place where God was. But when he goes back to El Bethel, he gets to know the God of the house of God. But it took, it took Jacob going back to that geographical location. All the inconveniences of the journey... Let me tell you that God has you. There is a there is a journey per se that is happening in your life that God is wanting to take you to specific places, and He has ordained your footsteps, and He has guided your footsteps, and He has led you to a specific place, even though you don't feel like the events that led you there have anything to do with the will of God. Uh, uh, Mary and Joseph were going to Bethlehem because there was a taxation. They did. They were. They were just going through the motions of what they were commanded to do according to the rulers of the region but what they fully didn't understand is that God had to get them to a place called Bethlehem there was a specific purpose and a specific reason why they had to be there a specific geographical location and so God caused everything to be in chaos to get two people to where he wanted them to be And we can often despise the the events that cause us or lead us to a place where we we don't necessarily know why we got to do this now. Why do I have to? I've got all this going on in my life. And now I've got this to deal with. But yet you did not know that God was ordering your steps the entire time because you had found favor with God favor with God and the purpose and the plan of God will cause things at times to be very difficult it will not. It will not. It's not going to pave the road for you. It's not going to make life easy. There are going to be situations that frustrate you beyond what you know what to do with. That 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 cause you to weep tears when you feel like I shouldn't have to weep these tears. I got enough going on in life. I'm just trying to do what I got to do to live for God. But you've got to understand when God orders your steps, when He is leading you and He is guiding you. There may be upheaval in your life, but God will use that upheaval. He will use that chaos around you to position you where He wants you to be for a specific purpose. Would you lift your hands to the Lord right now and just tell him, God, I want to be where you want me to be. I don't want to be where more it's easy. I want to be where you want me to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All those disciples, when Jesus came to them and said, "Follow me," the Bible says they dropped their nets and they followed him. They didn't know that eleven of those twelve would die martyrs. They didn't know that God couldn't tell them that yet. They they weren't privy to that information when it all started. There was difficulties they were going to encounter. But when it came time for the end of their life to come, God had so ordered their steps and the miraculous power of God had so moved through them because they had yielded to the plan of God to put them in the right place at the right time for him to use them for his specific purpose, for his specific design. And because of that, when it came to the end of their life, they they, they were willing to suffer what they suffered and they were willing to go through what they went through because they had grasped a hold of something that God had led them into, that Jesus had imparted into them during his ministry and that he had given them as he had sent them out to be apostles in the region during that time there was something that they got a hold of that even though the road got difficult and they were and they faced hardship after hardship they knew that the plan of God was taking place through them and I want to tell you that in 2022 the climate of our nation and the climate of our world has changed so drastically and it is rapidly changing it is not slowing down but it seems as the years tick by and almost as the months tick by that something is changing in our world and the spiritual climate is becoming more hostile towards the things of righteousness and the things of the word of God we have got to settle it right now that whatever comes my way I'm going to serve him all the days of my life and I'm not just going to be saved but I'm going to be a part of his eternal purpose in the earth I'm going to be a part of his eternal purpose In the city of Springfield, Illinois. Let me tell you about the positioning of God. It is no accident that we are positioned just two blocks from the Capitol building in the center of the capital city of one of the more liberal states in this nation. God needs a church. And so, and so a long time he he said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna put my church right there." And you know what? Some some elements seem ordinary. Some elements seem like it's just events that led us to here, and they don't seem supernatural. You might have gotten up today feeling like feeling like today was just any other day. But what you didn't understand is there was divine purpose as there has been at any other time. You may not have felt in your emotions or your feelings the divine purpose. But today you are here on purpose in the house of the Lord regardless of how you feel. Certain events may have brought you here, but you're here in the will of God. Certain events may have gotten you here, but you're here in the purpose of God, regardless of how you feel. September 11th was a day like any other day. It didn't feel like anything. And it would be a day that would change the world. It didn't feel any different. didn't have any clue. There was something that was to take place that day. Well, let me tell you that the purpose of God, when it is when it's carried out in our lives, it doesn't always feel like something is 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 drastically different today. Many times it can feel just as ordinary as any other day. You cannot rely upon your feelings or your emotions. You've got to understand and rely upon the word of God that He is ordering your steps and He's wanting to bring you into alignment with His kingdom, He's wanting to bring you into Alignment with everything he's doing in the earth today. There's. it, It may not feel like it, but it's. It's so much farther beyond. Just going through the motions of coming to church on a Sunday morning. And and we struggle as humanity. We wrestle with the familiarity of my routine, with the familiarity of everything that I've got to do, and what I've got to do tomorrow in the week, and and, and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And it can all feel so familiar and so routine at times. But you've got to understand that even though it feels routine, there is still purpose. There is still divine purpose that we've got to get plugged into. That it's there, it's there, and God has it for us. I've got to shake off all of the the carnality of life that I can shake off. And I've got to get plugged in to the purpose of God. I've got to get plugged into his presence and his will. So Mary and Joseph wind up in Bethlehem. And as they're coming into the city, as they get there, as they are there in Bethlehem, she bears a son. Jesus, and prophecy could be fulfilled all because there was upheaval in the land and there was, there was something that took place and transpired that got them there. I, I don't uh, the, the moment we begin to believe uh, 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 follow our feelings and how we don't always feel it all the time we can miss the purpose of God uh, 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 the, our, our feelings and our emotions that we can tend to follow it feels like any other day or it feels like routine let me tell you that there is purpose in today but we've just got to find the purpose of God I, 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 whoever you are today the Lord wants to tell you that he has ordered your steps and he has brought you to a geographical location for a special specific reason for a specific purpose he is not going to erase every hardship in your life if you're going to follow the will of God just because it's difficult just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not the will of God but God's looking for somebody that will obey his voice and say God I'll travel this road even if it's more difficult than I want it to be because I want your purpose I don't want my purpose I don't want to just have life easy God I want your will more than I want the easy and the comfort that I could obtain if I did it myself. Right. Hallelujah. Just got back from Florida. My wife and I drove in. It's, it's always easy to go to Florida. A little more difficult to come back. This is Florida. But I have to settle it in my mind that even Florida folks have something that's not easy. Everybody, no matter where somebody is, the the grass can always look greener on the other side. There can always be a place that looks like if I if I could be there, or if I didn't have to deal with this, then, then 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 I wouldn't have all the worries or the struggles in life. Let me tell you, no matter where you go, no matter where you end up, there's always going to be something that 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 drives you crazy. There's always going to be something that 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 frustrates you. There's always going to be somebody that you can't escape, or a situation that you cannot get away uh, away from. There's no place that you can go. There's not. There's no geographical uh, location that you can change to that will change that will change your mindset or will change your troubles and it will all be easier because we live in a fallen world we live in an imperfect world there's nowhere I can run where everything will automatically be easier but when God gets you on the potter's wheel and he wants to mold you he wants to make you I've got to make up my mind in that moment I want the purpose of God more than I want the ease of life hallelujah God if you've got to send me through something difficult God I want your purpose and I want to be where you want me to be because that's where you want me to be hallelujah There is revival and harvest that God has promised Springfield, Illinois, and Sangamon County. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to take a group of people that say, God, I want your purpose. I want your plan. I want what you want for this city. I want you to see souls saved in this city more than I want anything else. I want the purpose of God. I want the plan of God. I want that to be fulfilled in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's When when I strip it all away, when I get rid of all of it, that's what I want. The will of God, I heard somebody say this not too long ago. I think it was Brother George Hurt. The will of God doesn't come with options. I either receive the will of God or I reject it. It doesn't come with options. God doesn't set it out in front of me and say, well, what, what would you like? You know, you know I, w- I want to make sure that while you're in this earth, you are just as comfortable and happy as you can be. And that's the way, the way we treat the will of God many times. Well, God, this, you know, this, isn't, what I, this isn't what I ask for. This isn't, this isn't what I had in mind when you, when you put me where you want me to be. This is, a, this is how I saw it playing out in life. Because he has the ability to declare to me what his will is for my life because he went to Calvary. And we are bought with a price. I do not own myself. I, I do not own my life. I do not own where he sends me. The, the Bible says endure hardness as a good soldier. Soldiers don't pick and choose their base of operations. They go where they are commanded and they go where, where, where they are told to go. There, there's a lot that we can learn from, from, from the military and, and how they conduct operations because a, a, a being a part of the kingdom of God, being a part of the army of the Lord, there's so many parallels that happen. That I I need to go where I'm told and I need to go where he sends me because he knows what's best for me. I I don't even know what's best for myself. So if I want to be plugged into the purpose of God and the plan of God, there's a good chance he may send me somewhere that I would not have necessarily picked for myself. But he knows my heart and he knows me from the inside out and he knows where I need to be. And he has purposed and, and planted me where he wants me to be. And he may cause a whole lot of things to happen to get me in the place that he wants me to go. You know, the kingdom of God doesn't stop. The kingdom of God keeps on going. The kingdom of God does not stop for me. The kingdom of God, God doesn't sit and wait on me. The kingdom of God is bigger than me. I, I do not have, I, can't, I don't have a corner on the market. I can't pull any rank on God and tell, tell God, well, when I'm ready, then I'll do it. I may just very well miss the will of God if I hold out on God. The will of God God and the kingdom of God is bigger than me. I've got to submit myself and surrender myself to what God wants to do. And that's the only way that I can come into alignment. One thing I have learned is the more you fuss and fight with God, you will never win. God doesn't come to any pity parties. He doesn't do it. Those are the parties God does not come to. And feel so sorry for us because life is because we're not where we want to be, and 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 it could be better if I was here. God doesn't God doesn't join those parties. He says, "This is my will for you. I I bought you with a price. I went to Calvary for you. I spilled my blood for you. I gave you eternal life. He owns me." That's where it gets a little more difficult. Man, I'm trying not to plow. Man, Lord Jesus, help me. This is where it gets more difficult is when when I come to the realization that I do not own myself. This is what weeds a lot of people out is they want to have Christ, but they don't want Christ to have them. They, they, They want to have salvation, but we don't want God to be my Lord. I want him to save me. I just don't want him to tell me what to do. I want to be on streets of gold, but I want to live where I want to live. I want to, I want to see the gates of pearl, but I want to have the life that's comfortable for me. That's not the way it works, honey. That's not the way it works. He bought me with a price. He owns me then and only then can I come into alignment with his kingdom when I surrender to him and say God I don't care where you send me or what you do to me or for me or where you take me I'll serve you and I want to be a part of your purpose hallelujah clap your hands unto the Lord and love him right now God has a specific design for your life. God has, I I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the authority. I don't have the authority to tell God what I am and am not going to do. He bought me with a price. He decides the, the details of my life. He decides where I will be, what I will do, and when I will do it. But we can often, we can often get uh, uh, so, so uh, uh, caught up in our life and, and, and just the things of life that we, that we don't completely surrender unto the Lord every aspect of our life. We think that I'm going to be saved, but I can live my life as I want to live it. Let me tell you that you are unique. You are unique. Every person is different. And God, and, and one of the reasons that that, that that is, is because there is a specific design for you in the kingdom of God that only you can fill. If I decide that I don't want to do the will of God, you know what I am doing? I am in part robbing the body of Christ of what God could use me to do to add and contribute to the body. I don't have the authority to do that. It's not my body. It's not my body. I've got to do what he wants me to do, when he wants me to do it, where he wants me to do it because I don't have the, the luxury or the authority to say, God, I'll do it how I want to do it because when I do that, I rob the body of Christ of the gifts and talents that he has given to me for a specific purpose. It's much more than just my will. You've got to understand you are unique. You are gifted. God has put talent within you that only can come out of you. And if you do not give that to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is missing. We we sang it a few moments ago. Oh, Lord, nobody can worship you but me. No, Nobody can worship you for me. Nobody can worship you for me. Nobody can live for God for me. I'm thankful for the relationship with God that my parents have. That's good for them. There came a transition point in my life where that that wouldn't take me any further. He had to become my God. I had to serve him for myself. Their God had to become my God. Their convictions had to become my convictions. They can't can't tell me what to believe. They can just tell me where to search and find it. They can't believe for me. And in Matthew chapter number 2, King Herod is telling the wise men, he says, you go search for him. And when you have found him, Come tell me, so that I can come and worship him. There's a lot of folks that are willing to let other people search and then benefit from somebody else's search. But that's not the way it works. You don't find him if you don't search for him. You don't find the will of God without pursuing God, You don't wind up in the will of God while somebody else finding it for you and somebody else doing it for you and somebody else leading the way for you. There comes a point in time where you say, God, this is my life. It's nobody else's life. And I'm going to stand before you in judgment one day. And I'm going to give account as to whether or not I fulfilled your purpose. I'm going to give account as to whether or not I obeyed your voice. Not whether or not I spoke in tongues. Not whether or not I was baptized in Jesus' name. But whether or not I... I continued on, and I lived for you, and I gave my life to you, and I I surrendered everything to you. The purpose of God, the purpose of God goes far beyond just, just going through the motions, but we've got to surrender everything that we are unto the Lord if I'm going to find the purpose of God I know in, in that text in Matthew 2 verses 7 and 8 Herod is actually trying to find a way to get access to the child but, but, but it's, it's interesting how the text reads it because that's a lot of times how people live it is I'll let you find him and then I'll mooch off of your blessings I'll walk after you I'll, I'll let you be a prayer warrior and then when, when I get in trouble I'll ask you to pray And maybe you can pray me out of the mess. When God's wanting to say no, it's time for you to learn how to pray. It's time for you to dig a place in prayer and you know how to break through when you're all by yourself. It's time for you to start seeking Him for you and for you to do what you need to do even if nobody else does it. There comes a transition point where I can't live off of somebody else's relationship with God. I can't live off of somebody else's prayer but I've got to say, God, it's got to be my purpose that you gave to me. I want my own purpose in you. I don't want somebody else's purpose. But God, there is a purpose for me. I know that there are multiplied millions of one God apostolics throughout the earth. But that does not take away from the fact that there is purpose specifically designed for me. And on the day of Pentecost, those All those folks that had gathered in the city of Jerusalem. They thought it was a day of Pentecost just like any other day of Pentecost. They thought it was a feast day like all the rest of them. And then there was an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And they gathered in the streets and they heard them speaking in their own languages. they said, what, what, what in the world is going on here? They thought it was a day like any other day. But the purpose and the plan of God had brought them to Jerusalem. It brought them to a geographical location. Could God have filled them with the Holy Ghost anywhere else? He sure could have. But he chose a specific geographical location. The city of Jerusalem for there to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost Let me tell you that when the purpose of God is displayed in your life, it will not just be at random. It will not just be anywhere, but there will be a specific geographical location that God brings you to that something begins to manifest in your life. Hear me this morning that the purpose and the plan of God goes far beyond what you feel even right now, but you are here today by the divine purpose of Almighty God because He wants to fulfill His purpose and His plan in your life. He's not done with you yet. I can't tell you that everything's going to be perfect from this day going forward. But hear me this morning. The purpose and the plan of God, there may have been events that brought you to this place. There may have been things going on in your family. That may have been going on on your job. That may, I don't know, wherever. But out of chaos and upheaval, God will begin to perfect his plan. Yes. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Would you lift up your hands unto the Lord all over the place, all over this house this morning and lift your voice to him right now. Can you do that together? Hallelujah. Just begin to tell him, Lord, I want your purpose. I want your plan. I don't want to miss it, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I want to be plugged into your eternal purpose. Lord, if you've got to take me somewhere, Lord, this, this place right here, this geographical location, Lord, there is purpose. It's not just at random. God, it, it has purpose to it. It has, it has a, a, a specific plan to it. God, you're wanting to do something. There are people in this congregation today. God has begun to speak to you. You have heard the voice of the Lord today. I want to urge you right now to get out of your seat and come down to this altar. And God is going to begin to do a work in your life this morning. God is going to touch you today. If you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues, God can feel you this morning. If it's been a long time since you spoke with other tongues, God can refill you this morning. You can get a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost today. It may have been a long time since you had a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost, but God wants to do it today because there's purpose it today hallelujah as you're coming this morning as you're coming coming close I want you to come with your hands lifted I want you to come with your voice raised and just begin to lift your voice out unto the Lord right now and begin to seek after him in this place today oh hallelujah in the name of Jesus his purpose is going to be done his plan is going to be fulfilled it is going to be perfected in the name of Jesus oh hallelujah there are people that God's touching right now there are new folks in this altar right now this morning would you reach over ladies? Your hands on somebody if you don't have a need would you come pray with somebody this morning would you begin to minister with somebody today the plan and the purpose of God is being fulfilled in this house this morning oh hallelujah God you're leading me God I'm gonna follow God I'm gonna follow God I'm gonna follow, God, I'm gonna follow purpose your purpose your purpose your purpose not my purpose In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I give to you. I'll
1: do what
0: you say. Lord, to show Hallelujah. In Jesus, name, in, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Today is a day of clarity. It's in the name of and Jesus, hallelujah, available. hallelujah! In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah! To you. Oh,
1: hallelujah.
0: of your voice unto the Lord, he's touching folks in this room right now, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, fall in the name of Jesus, Lord, plug us into your purpose today, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus.